0: Hey you guys, so remember how a few days ago I said we had a super important um, and interesting episode dropping as a bonus episode? Well, it's out today, so right after this episode um, of News Du Jour, this is a normal episode, you can hear a bonus episode where I'm interviewing two survivors of the troubled teen industry, which just means, you know when you hear of someone getting hauled off to a teen camp or reform school or reform camp, something like that, uh, usually it's one of these facilities. And unfortunately, they basically facilitate child abuse. And these women who survived basically torture in these facilities are speaking out and have started their own organization to combat them um, and provide resources for those who have uh, graduated from these programs. I'm putting that in huge air quotes. Anyway, it's a fascinating story and they're actually partnering with Paris Hilton to get all this work done because Paris herself is a survivor of one of these teen camps. So it's a super interesting story as well as something we all just need to be more aware of. So please listen to that. It's so harrowing and they were super brave to come forward and tell their stories. So first up for today, we are going to be discussing Macron plus Putin equals super awkward. So this might be one of my favorite things ever. People are calling it a, quote, awkward first date, end quote. Macron and Putin were photographed very awkwardly greeting one another and then more hilariously sitting alone at opposite ends of this super long grandiose table. Now one could suggest that maybe they're sitting far apart due to COVID-19, but the table between the two of them is about twice the length, if not more, than to safely sit in regards to the virus. And They were also seen embracing at earlier and later parts of the visit, so the table was not there for COVID-19 and was just totally awkward. The internet obviously exploded with memes about this, you know, some picturing them playing ping pong on the extra-long table, while other memes um, use, uh, like, suggests that they're having to use a bullhorn to talk to one another. And then another meme showed the table being used as like a teeter-totter for the two of them. The list goes on. Of course, there's one with the infamous Bernie Sanders and Mittens cross-armed placed right in the center of the table. LOL. I had a good time going down this rabbit hole for you guys. Just search the hashtag hashtag Macron Putin on Twitter, and you'll have a ball. Enjoy that. Now, you're probably wondering, amid all this poking fun at these two, did anything diplomatic actually get accomplished? Well, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, the two talked, and it seems like they addressed a lot of important issues. But it seems that they did not understand one another too well. Because right after this meeting, the French president came out to the press saying that Putin agreed not to aggress in Ukraine. Seems like a win, right? But the Kremlin immediately fired back, saying that's not what he said. And that begs the question, What is the point of sitting down and having an important diplomatic conversation if parties are walking away with two different impressions of what was said and agreed upon? Is this just Putin playing games, or was there really a miscommunication, or perhaps something lost in translation? It's hard to say for now, but we will certainly keep an eye on this and let you guys know how things play out. And next up for today, we're discussing the first COVID-made billionaire. Stefania Treva, a 57-year-old Italian woman, is one of the leaders of her family's company called Copen. When Italy was hit hard in the early days of the pandemic, she set to work creating PCR tests for COVID. She used these specialized swabs that were invented by her company back in 2003. They became a part of the gold standard for PCR tests. And the way that I understand how it works is it's kind of like tw- like sort of a Q-tip like twirled so that it kind of traps, um, you know, mucus and particles from people's noses in sort of a cage. And that way they can get more of those you know, things they need to examine under a microscope trapped in the test. They sold these PCR tests to obviously major governments as well as medical facilities all over the world, manufacturing 415 million tests for sale in 2020. But they have blown way past that figure since, producing over a billion tests per year. The success of this device has Stefania's 48% stake in her family's company valued at an estimated $1.2 billion, according to Forbes. Stefania has told Forbes, too, that investment firms have simply flocked to them since this dramatic success and that they receive new offers daily. She has no plans as of right now to take her company public, but she rather plans to continue her success privately with her family. They have a lot of plans in the works, like lab automation, collection cups for blood analysis, and more. But they're able to fund their own endeavors as of right now and don't see the need to bring in outside funds. But their most recent success with the testing makes Stefania Treva the first COVID-made billionaire. She said the constant sound of sirens throughout her Italian town kept her working even through the nights and the weekends of the early pandemic in an attempt to help as many people as she could. And for our final story today, we're discussing a Navy SEAL dying in training. So, of course, when you sign up for the military, especially a serious sector like the Navy SEALs, you know that there is risk involved. But you don't exactly expect to risk your life in training. And now a Navy SEAL candidate has died in what's known as Hell Week for the trainees. And another was sent to the ICU. There are not a lot of details out right now about exactly what happened, but a full-on investigation is underway to get to the bottom of what killed the man who died. In the past, there have been training deaths ruled homicides when instructors violated protocol in training doing things like repeatedly dunking SEAL candidates, etc. Of course, they often do these types of things to prepare these men and women for the very worst, but we cannot be risking their lives in training. We will definitely keep you guys posted if any additional information becomes available in this case. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote How people treat you, that's their karma. How you react is yours. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make News Jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family and colleagues that you love News jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram just sugarfree media all one word on TikTok and sugar-free underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugarfree Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Jour. broadcasting from. Oh.